If you see a new Tundra on the road and you're struck by how different it looks from previous years, that's on purpose. The result of years of work by Toyota's most creative designers. Gone are the rounded corners and soft silhouette of older models. The new truck is all about chiseled lines and what Toyota likes to call technical muscle. The big question is, why such a huge change? My name is Nick Heil. I'm a journalist and author and what you might call a Tundra enthusiast. A couple of years ago, that enthusiasm turned into full-blown obsession when, during the middle of the pandemic lockdown, I spent six months flying around the country trying to find a better version of a vehicle I already owned, a first-generation Tundra. I finally landed one of those classics, but I returned home to learn that Toyota was releasing the 2022 Tundra. The more I learned about it, the more fixated I became. The new Tundra wasn't just an update. It had been completely redesigned and re-engineered from the ground up. That's a big project. And I soon found myself on a new quest to understand why they completely overhauled a truck that, to me, was already pretty great. The president and CEO of Toyota is a guy named Akio Toyota. It's spelled slightly differently, with a D instead of a second T in Toyota, but it's not a coincidence. He's the grandson of Kichira Toyota, the founder of Toyota Motors. I'm the third generation Toyota to run these companies. And you've probably heard the saying that the third generation knows no hardship, or the third generation ruins everything. Well, hopefully, this will not happen. As you might imagine, Akio likes cars, especially fast, cool cars. He competed at the 24 Hours of Le Mans and worked as one of Toyota's test drivers, famously crashing a Yaris, Toyota's popular subcompact car, during development. Ever since he took over as president of Toyota in 2009, he's been slowly and quietly turning the company in a new direction away from the safe, conservative sedans and minivans that the company has always sold like crazy, and towards cars and trucks that are a little more exciting. Then, in 2017, he stopped being so quiet about that new direction, and it changed Toyota's entire approach to design. What changed was, you know, when Akio Toyota became president, and, you know, he famously said, no more boring cars. This is Kevin Hunter, president of Calti Design Research, a design firm wholly owned by Toyota. You know, we, we got a little, as a company, we got a little bit too wrapped up in conservatism and, um, you know, just trying to appeal to literally everybody. And um, the problem when we do that is um, we, we end up with sort of, you know, neutral, sort of mediocre design. Akio Toyota's decree about no more boring cars changed Toyota's priorities. In the past, the engineers used to have the final say on every decision, which led to cars that looked like they were designed by, well, engineers. Akio elevated the design team, made it an equal partner in the development process, and took away the engineer's veto power. He wanted people to look at Toyotas and feel something, even if that meant feeling a little uncomfortable. In this time period, 2017, was about the same time that Kevin Hunter started working on the design of the new Tundra. And one thing we said to ourselves is, 
if we're creating a design at this moment that we're a little bit, that we're too comfortable, it feels comfortable and it feels familiar, we, we haven't gone nearly far enough. So we really pushed ourselves to be a bit uncomfortable, um, even with the design um, at certain points. And, and keep in mind, we probably started working on this, you know, four or five years ago. Right. So, um, you know, the world's moving around us while we're in the process of creating this. And uh, so we, we really, really challenge ourselves. And I have to say the planning groups, engineering, um, you know, everybody was on board to do a super bold uh, Tundra. When it comes to engineering, Toyota looks at what's going to last. What's going to be on the road 10 years from now? But when it comes to design, they're looking at what can they sell 10 years from now? So the big question became, how do you design a truck that is both bold and innovative, but also timeless? Can you kind of walk me through the process of, of designing a car from scratch? I mean, does this, does this start with, you know, molding clay or, or just like an artist's rendering just out of their imagination? Or, or how does the process work from sort of start to finish? Well, I mean, to be honest, I, you know, try to summarize it a bit, but um, first we look at the customer. Turns out, if you want to push the limits, the first thing to figure out is where the limits are, which means figuring out who your customer is. You know, that everything starts with our customer. Who are we trying to appeal to um, with this new product that we're creating? And we, we discover our customers' values in a number of ways. We, we can talk to them, which we do. Um, we go out and do you know, focus group interviews with our target customer and find out what their lifestyle's like, how they're using their vehicles, uh, what their values are. And we use that as sort of a predictive approach to, you know, imagining our concept. What's going to be our concept direction? What's our, our mission statement for this vehicle that we want to project? What they found was that Tundra customers, for the most part, loved playing outside. They used their trucks to get to trailheads, hauling bikes and skis and quads and snowmobiles out to where they could use them. So the new Tundra needed to look powerful, athletic, and fun with a little dose of Hollywood fantasy. One of the terms I've, I've heard sort of used to describe the new truck is, is this idea of technical muscle. Uh, and I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that. I mean, the, the immediate image that that brings up is sort of Iron Man or Transformers or, you know, like sort of like, you know, Hollywood style uh, machines. And so I'm curious if that was like influencing the thinking and the design. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Iron Man. We, we literally used Iron Man in our concept direction, um, <laughs> you know, an image of Iron Man. And that was, that was it. And uh, it is this, this amazing, you know, sort of you know, technological innovation of, of intelligence and, and power and strength. And, and we really love the, you know, that combination of technical and emotional um, to sort of lead and influence the, uh, the design direction. So yeah, that was, that was a huge um, inspiration. One of the defining characteristics of the Iron Man suit is how it fits together perfectly. A super high-tech three-dimensional puzzle locking into place seamlessly. The design team wanted to make the Tundra look like that. The notion that shapes that are interlocked um, are symbolic of something that's unbreakable. And 
strong and endlessly capable. And so we, you'll notice in a lot of the areas, for example, you know, one example is the taillight and the side of the taillight and the way that that shape is and the way it interlocks into the rear quarter panel. So we carry this theme through to a number of areas um, of the of the vehicle, the the side wheel flares, the way the sort of chiseled, you know, forms are inverted, undercut, and then, you know, sort of hexagonally, hexagonally locked into the into the body shape. Um, the headlights as well, the way that they're locked into the into the fender uh, front fender shape. So we we use this theme repeatedly in a lot of areas. Um, and we think overall, again, it just, you know, when a customer looks at this, when you look at this design, you think, wow, that, that looks locked in. It looks, looks strong. It looks capable. Once you see this stuff on the new truck, you can't unsee it. Up until talking to Kevin, I was pretty sure I didn't have an opinion on fender flares. Now I'm looking around at every stoplight. You also can't help but notice the impressive front end. We like to think of Tundra as having command eye point, command seating eye point. So there's a, you're sitting up high and you have a very good look um, ahead and down on the road. And we think this is important just for the, for the fundamental size of, of Tundra. It's a huge truck. Mm-hmm. So um, in order to get the cowl up to the right location and in the hood and the front mass to feel like this is powerful, this is a powerful, capable truck, um, we had a number of um, challenges to do that. Um, one thing I do really love about the new package is we're able to get the cowl, uh, push it rearward. So we get a nice long proper hood on Tundra now. And, um, I, you know, the previous generation, the cowl was pushed a bit forward. So it had a more, bit more short stubby hood, a different proportion, but, um, I really like the new, uh, setback, uh, cowl position in the long hood. I think it looks great. The reason that nobody else is doing interlocking fender flares is that, up until recently, they were difficult to manufacture. In fact, a lot of the reason Tundra looks the way it does is because of advances in sheet metal stamping. That is, how precisely the factory can bend and shape the material on the outside of the truck. You know, one thing, you know, I I guess I would point out that I'm really proud of and proud of our whole engineering team and manufacturing team is... The level of stamping stamping that we're getting on our sheet metal now is just, I think, incredible. And uh, it seems like every project, every program we we do, we we get better at it. And I really have to, uh, you know, just acknowledge the engineering team that you know created these amazing uh, fender side fender stampings and and the depth that they achieved and the definition is is really remarkable. So, um, you know, like I said, every every project we're getting better and better and we can do more and more. With breakthroughs in stamping and increased emphasis on bold style, which created sharper angles and more flat surfaces, the designers faced another big challenge. Essentially, how to make a giant box move more smoothly through the air. Well, this is a good good segue into um, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is aerodynamics. And I'm I'm curious, you know, for truck design, it seems like aerodynamics might be a, a kind of lower priority. But I, I think for the Tundra, um, that came in sort of early and often. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how that conversation evolved? 
Yeah, I mean, aerodynamics is so important now, especially with trucks. And uh, I mean, you know, trucks are challenging. It's, it's in a way, it's kind of like pushing a brick through the air. Because air has density and therefore resistance, the designers had to come up with creative ways to allow it to flow around and even through the vehicle. Sometimes we can just punch an opening somewhere to let some air through. Uh, sometimes it's something that happens underneath the truck. Uh, it could be the shape of the roof. You know, the center line, it could be uh, the rear tailgate spoiler is not long enough um, at the right height. Um, so there are just so many factors that that get. I mean, we you know, it's an interesting story, but um, we were designing the side door, the door handles, the exterior door handles. And um, we had a really nice, you know, cool shape that, um, you know, look, you know, very industrial and look cool. And then engineering came along and they said, well, you know, we did some aero studies and we found if you put a wind split, you put a, you put a crease longitudinally down the center of the, of the uh, door handle that it improves stability. Um, you know, we're like, what? A little, <laughs> a little crease in the door handle improves stability? Um, and we ended up putting it in because it was significant enough and, and had some arrow benefit as well that um, for stability and arrow that we we ended up doing it. So it's amazing sometimes a little the little adjustments you think, you know, that's a pretty big truck, you know, and in relative terms, the handle is not so big, but it but it impacts arrow instability. Along with notches on the door handle. The truck integrates a bunch of what the designers call finlets. These are small wings in key locations that direct air around the vehicle and make it feel planted and smooth on the road. Generally, we put those on the side of the taillight, and um, they also improve aero and stability as well. And they're, 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 I mean, if, you know, anyone can go look at their car and a lot of, a lot of cars do this um, and they're, they're tiny little horizontal fins um, usually on the taillight somewhere on the side of it, and, and they, they, they have a benefit. Tiny details make a big difference, even if a lot of them are difficult to see. Toyota was going for a bold design, but the finlets are basically invisible, and the texture of the metal stamping is subtle. Sometimes these details don't show up quite as strongly in pictures as they do in person. Interestingly, the place where this whole design comes together is in one of the most ordinary, taken for granted parts of the truck. The tailgate has the most curvature or, you know, longitudinal plan view that we, we've ever created in one of our trucks. I mean, mostly tailgates are pretty flat looking, you know, uh, shapes. And we, if, <laughs> if you take a look at the, the curvature movement across that tailgate, it has a lot of, a lot of crown in it. And, you know, again, just to achieve that with, you know, through uh, stamping and engineering was, uh, I think, really remarkable. Yeah, uh, that, that's one example of where, you know, the, the comment that somebody made about the truck making a bigger impression in real life than in photos. That was one thing when I first saw the new Tundra in, in real life. I was like, wow, the tailgate is impressive. Like there is a lot of just, you know, action going on in that tailgate. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is we, 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 we put that into our advanced model that we created and we, I was expecting to get a lot of pushback on it that, well, you know, let's just go for it for now. Let, let's just put it in there and see what, <laughs> what we can do. 
And man, the engineers, they got to work on it. And surprisingly, there wasn't, there wasn't that much pushback. Um, you know, there are a few challenges there. You know, it is, it is a, it is a two-piece tailgate. There's the, the top of the spoiler is, is one piece and the bottom is a mm -hmm. second piece to achieve that. But um, the amount of plan view they got and then to be able to drop the tailgate, you know, into the bumper notch um, and have that all work is um, I'm really, really happy that we're able yeah, to do yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, tailgates can be pretty boring on trucks. I mean, let's face it. It's, you know, you're, you're trying to dress up a box. The Tundra's exterior was designed to look and feel like the future, a sci-fi fantasy come to life. The pieces are precision fit to interlock together, and the side panels give you texture and detail that wasn't possible on the previous generation. But if the outside of this truck was made to look like a superhero suit, the technology and features on the inside make you feel like you're wearing one. Iron Man is this, is this regular guy who, uh, who puts on this suit and suddenly he's a superhero, right? Um, the Tundra is, is your suit. It, you are Iron Man when you drive it was our kind of overall philosophy there. That's next time 